the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And now, from our Northern Command Studios, back to Lifeline with Andy Froyland. And welcome back to Lifeline and uh, Pastor Phil Howard. Truth for Today edition, our thankfulness edition. And boy, if you if you had a chance to be in between these commercial breaks with us in studio, you'd... Well, you'd definitely be thankful about something. The fact you've got a funny bone, maybe, I don't know. It gets crazy around here. You were talking, uh, Chuck, about a a friend of yours that you share your journey, a portion of your journey in Christ with, and just how God has used the two of you to encourage one another in the midst of difficulty. Um, David has also been something of that sort for us Absolutely. here at Truth for Today. Absolutely. Yeah. And so f- uh, for our listeners, first off, who is David? David is Pastor Phil's older brother. Uh, right. But more importantly than that, David has been, we started Truth for Today in 1996. We first went on the air. And over these last, oh, it's been 25 years or however many years it's been, David and Fran, his dear wife, have been one of the main supporters, financial supporters of Truth For Today. But beyond the financial support, David has been my encourager. Uh, there were days where we thought, you know, well, we're wasting resources where nobody's listening. And David said, no, God said his word will not come back void. We need to keep Truth For Today on the air as long as we can pay the bills. And he ensured that we could pay the bills by putting his money where his mouth was. And so I thank God for David. He's one of those men that I thank God that I've been on this journey with. Uh, If David hadn't done what he did or what he does, I wouldn't have been able to do what I do, producing this broadcast for 25 to 20 some odd years that God has allowed me to be engaged in what he's doing on this earth. But in order for me to do it, David had to do what he did. And so I thank God for David almost every time I think about truth for today. David is one that I give thanks for. Uh, and, and Amen. Amen it all the way. And God has used truth for today in ways that we could not have foreseen when we started this in 1996. Uh, and uh, one of them, the, some of the listeners that we've impacted, I think about... Uh, uh, Eddie Moreno, right. one of the one of the men that God's used that that God's used truth for today in his life to get him on track and uh, yeah, and we're going to talk with Eddie here in just a moment. But I, 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 I was going to ask you, I, boy, I kind of wish we had David with us. What are some other key points or moments in time that you recall that Truth For Today has had an unusual or a rather exciting impact in? Uh, In other words, we're going to talk with Eddie here in a moment and hear his story about how Truth For Today has impacted his life, but he's not the only one, is he? Oh, absolutely not. I mean, over the years, we've had uh, countless number of other people whose lives have been impacted. 
uh, and I can't think of all the names right Right, now. obviously, yeah. But I mean, there's actually countless. one of the first people, first evidences that God was using truth for today was when I was producing these programs on my own, <laughs> in my office at home, uh, without knowing anything about uh, sound and radio. But God saved a, a bartender in Oakland, uh, and I can't think of his name right now, but he was flipping around on the radio on Saturday morning. We were on at 9.30 on Saturday morning after some colon cleansing commercial. <laughs> and uh, he's flipping around on the radio. Pastor Phil's voice got his attention for some reason. It's a God thing. Yeah. He stopped. He listened. And then the following Saturday morning, he turned the, tuned in KFAX intentionally and listened again. And about three weeks later, he showed up at Valley Bible Church, uh, professed faith, David Howard got to uh, pray with him, I, as I recall. Uh, I, why can't I think of his name? But again, we were. I listened to that. The, the quality of that broadcast, I had a chance to listen to it. It was horrible, <laughs> but God used it anyway to impact a man who was going to hell, it, a bartender that God used truth for today to rescue. Uh, this guy, again, back in the late 90s. We've had truck drivers come up from different parts of the valley because they're on the road all the time. Yeah. And three of them came one Sunday morning. They That's just right. wanted to see a face with the boys. Yes. And came many prisoners because of the early 5.30 broadcast. And, and we're thinking nobody listens 5.30 in the morning. Yeah. You know, and... Uh, they came, and I'd have to say many of the, uh, through the years, many of the African-American uh, people that attended first heard us on radio, and they were commuting maybe from this area to San Francisco, all the way to Fremont, Hayward, and I would tell them, hey, we're, they may have lived very close to us. I said, here you go. Go just a short distance, and you put more money in the offering instead of the gas tank yeah. because they were big commuters. Yeah. And, and right. many of them, uh, I think of Annie, Annie uh, Samson, Samson, now a vital part of our worship ministry. Heard, heard right. us on, on the radio. Well, so Pete Knight. Many. Pete, Pete Knight and the faithful servant, servant well, in youth and, ministry. And that's been the beauty of radio because you, you in order to... Uh, appreciate a podcast or a music playlist off of your shuffle, off of your iPod. It costs money. A lot of, it, radio's free, <laughs> it, it, at least on the listener end. Yeah. Certainly not sure. on our end. Which sure. again, if, if you're willing to pony up and help us, uh, partner with us in this ministry. We'd love to hear from you at truthfortodayradio.org. But uh, I'll, I'll, you mentioned Eddie, and we actually have him with us here for a quick moment. Thanks for joining us, Eddie. Um, how did you come to find Truth For Today? What's your story about that? Well, I started listening to uh, Kickbacks, and, uh, so I can get fed spiritually that way. So that's, that's how I started listening. And uh, I got up, I, get up early, I was getting up early in the morning doing recycling. And so I would be up like 4 o'clock in the morning, and that's how I started listening to and then how did God use truth for today in your life? What happened was I got addicted to methamphetamines and uh, I became homeless living in the street. So I was getting clean and sober. I got clean and sober in 2003. So I just told, I told, you know, I said, God, your son Jesus died for me and I believe in him. 
And I'm asking you to forgive me for all that immorality I was living and all that drug abuse I was doing and all of that. And I'm going to have this walk with you now. And so that was my beginning walk in 2003. I got, and I'm clean and sober 19 years now. I'll be 20 years in next year, February. But Phil, he always, uh, he spoke truth because I grew up in the housing project with my mother raising me and my two brothers on our welfare and uh, preschool uh, teacher's aid uh, money. So I grew up in that environment that Phil grew up in, a low income. So he talked, he talked truth and that's, and I, it resonated with me, and um, I like to I like his preaching. What would you say would be the most significant thing you've you've gotten out of, out of truth for today? To live to live a life that is um, a, a righteous life, and to uh, be faithful to to your in your walk with God, and um, walk the walk, and not just talk about it, but live it. And that's what I learned. I used to have an anger, anger management problem. No anger comes out of me no more. I used to have a pornography problem. No pornography. Just gave it all up. But see, it took a few years because it, it don't happen overnight. It just takes time. But when you resolve to, to walk, you know, I wanted to be a vessel that God can use to, to help somebody else that could bring him glory. And so that was, that was why I wanted her to do it. And I can't do that being unclean. So I gave it up along about 10 years ago. So I think I gave it up in 2007 or something like that. It's been a long time though, but I'm still clean. And, and my, and my scripture is, is, is second Timothy two twenty one. Whoever cleans himself from these things can be a vessel for, um, useful in the hands of God. Well, there you go. Another example of what uh, what thankfulness can be all about when you uh, when you when you consider what God can do in the life of somebody who is faithful to His Word. We have to take a quick time out. We'll come back as Lifeline continues with Pastor Phil Howard. And now from our Northern Command Studios, back to Lifeline with Andy Froyland. And we are back. It's Lifeline with Pastor Phil Howard, our Truth For Today edition of Lifeline. You can listen to Truth For Today right here on KFAX. Monday through Friday is 5.30 in the morning. Great way to get started with your day and a great way to get prepped to end it. You can listen in again at 4.30 in the afternoon right before this program, Lifeline. And then, of course, Sunday mornings at 8.30. Another great way to get yourself... You know, Spurgeon once said... If you if you if you stoke the fire the night before, it takes nothing but a quick fan to to get the flame up and running again the following morning. And boy, I tell you what, uh, to help fan that flame on a Sunday morning before you go worship the Lord, or maybe you can't. Maybe you're shut in. Eight thirty in the morning, great way to get the morning started on a Sunday as you as you consider the Lord's Day for all of that. Just one more thing to be thankful for. 
which is what we are talking about here tonight um, on Lifeline. It is um, thankfulness is in in some respects, Phil. I guess it, it, it it's a choice, isn't it's it? It's a choice. It is a choice. Uh, I think of Israel and what he said in First Corinthians ten when he's enumerating their failures on a freedom march. It's quite interesting. They failed the most on the freedom march. <laughs> oh, we're free. Pharaoh can't work us. And fail, did they fail? Because they took themselves on that trip. And besides the immorality and the testing of God, it says they murmured. And uh, I, I looked at that word murmur. It's kind of interesting that uh, it means to just utter under a low, indistinct, continuous sound to complain in a low, mumbling tone. And so the Hebrew word has that idea, like that, but it's discontent. It was a, a murmur was in the camp. I've seen it in churches. Yeah, right, with a little groan in it. And then can you imagine that? It says, now let us sing uh, to God be the glory. Yeah. <laughs> right. You know, yeah. now I was just reading Hebrews here where it says, through him, then let us continually offer up a sacrifice of praise to God. Now, I, I'm not really... You know, up on the language too much, but continually used to mean continue. Uh, offer up a sacrifice of praise to God. That is the fruit of lips that acknowledge his name. And so that if you get started with God as your subject, not your troubles, not your job, not your ailments, and all that's real. God's not asking us to deny those things. But when he's the uh, focal point, uh, I, I was just uh, talking to a, a worship leader recently. I said, it'd be really nice if God was the theme of your music choices. I said, I, I want to sing about God when I'm in trials. Uh, I must tell Jesus sounds really good. Uh, I don't want some of these ditties that are repetitious. And I believe in up, joyful kind of music, too. But there's got to be this blend. Uh, there's one thing for us to be groaning in this journey, because life. And if the spirit groans, I can groan. But here he is. As a believer priest, I don't have to go out and kill an ox or sheep no. and daily go through a ceremonial sacrifice but did I offer the sacrifice of praise which I just want to acknowledge had it not been you uh, you know Mahalia Jackson when uh, Martin Luther King was doing this famous speech on I Have a Dream he had Mahalia sing and it's a famous black negro special and she said how did you make it over how did you make it over? And boy, it's just saying, you know, 
We came through hard times. How did you make it over? And you'll hear dear black brothers sing in, in there, how did you make it over? Yeah. And, and I can imagine Israel singing that. How did we make it over? Who fed us? Uh, who delivered us from Pharaoh? Uh, who forgave us over and over? We tested God ten times. Yeah. He could have wiped us. He did wipe out a whole generation who majored in murmuring and unbelief. They go together. Unbelief will always murmur. So, what is what is the what's 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 the opposite of murmuring? Then, what's the answer to murmuring? Praise, giving praise. 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 I just remind, reminded me of a song that Brooklyn Tab does. That I never lost my praise, and the stories talking about somebody going through can't battling cancer. So I lost, never lost my hope, never lost my joy, never lost my faith. But most of all, I never lost my praise. Wow. I'm still gonna, I'm still praising God yeah. for all He's done in my mm-hmm. life in spite mm-hmm. of cancer. Well, look at, uh, well, look at Paul. The, you know, in Philip. Yes. Casts a demon out of a a woman and he gets thrust before the magistrate, gets beaten. Yes. And tossed into jail with Silas. Singing at midnight. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what they're doing. Not only are they tossed in jail, they're in the inner dungeon of this thing. And if you've ever been to the Middle East, you'll know that dungeons in the first century. (laughs) Oh, boy. It it makes Folsom look like, you know, uh, Club Med. And so in the dungeon, in the darkness, in pain, she writes, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, Whatever things are just, pure, lovely, of good report, these are the things you need to be thinking about. Don't don't look at the waves, Peter. Look at the Savior. And uh, in chapter 16. Figure out, figure out what you're going to meditate on. In chapter 16 <laughs> of Acts, we read that they are praising God and singing hymns. Yeah. Singing hymns. Yeah. In the midst of all that. And a man yells out, what must I do to be saved? <laughs> yeah. Our memory never converts anyone. No. <laughs> no, it doesn't, it doesn't. There, no. There's no gospel in murmuring. That's right. no. None whatsoever. It discourages. I, I, as I'm listening to you talk, I'm, I'm, I'm reminded again. It's one of my favorite passages. I've spent a lot of time there. Um, Jeremiah, told to buy property. You know, I mean, he's been imprisoned, he's been beaten, he's he's been thrown into a cistern, uh, you know, waist deep in mud for telling the truth. And Babylon is literally, chronologically, days if not hours away from taking over uh, Jerusalem. And God comes to him, says, your, your nephew's going to come, I want you to buy property. And so he does. And then I say, and sure enough, he comes, he said, well, it must be of the Lord. He, he, he sells it. He has it recorded and, and stored. But it's his prayer that captivates me because it's a prayer of remembrance. He goes back to remind himself of who his God is to where at the end of it, what didn't make sense and what seemed to be totally frustrating didn't matter. It just didn't matter because something greater filled his heart and mind than the sale of property that he shouldn't have sold it because it wasn't going to be his anyway because the Babylonians were going to take it. 
And that is a great God and Savior who is who does just that. But Gen- God. Generation after generation. Yes. Ah, sovereign Lord, you who have created the heavens and the earth. Well, now, that, now we're talking about a foundation that will transcend any it, trial that yeah, may come our way, huh? Yes. And then what about if you read just the five chapters of Lamentation? Oh, boy. When, when you get through the first two chapters... You, you, he uses the phrase fine women, uh, women of taste, uh, women of sophistication have turned to cannibalism under the siege. Mm, yeah. And, and then, then, he, then he dare write chapter three. But he says, every morning I see fresh mercy. Hallelujah. What do you mean, fresh carcasses? No. We're starving to death under the siege. He said, I see evidence of the mercies of mercies God every day in the worst siege that we've ever endured. Mm. And nothing, uh, only with Titus puts him under siege in 70 A.D. Yeah. But he said, I, I keep seeing mercy in the midst of the cave. And you know what, friend? God is still saving right now. He's saving. He actually is saving politicians. Hallelujah. Uh, Amen. And he's saving. He, he actually saves people in California. Uh, and, you know, when you talk to people in the Midwest and the Bible Belt, uh, they just think we've already fallen off into the ocean. Yeah. And I said, he he saved. I was there in the Bay Area. Yes. He showed up. And you know what? He's present right now for you. Right now. God is not dead. I don't care who's in office. I don't know who's going to go out of office, go in. But you know what? I had God before we had politics. Come I had on. God before COVID-19. Yeah. I, I'll have it after COVID-19 yeah. and after the elections <laughs> and after Putin gets out of Ukraine. God's got it under control. If he can get rid of Nebuchadnezzar and convert him, he might save Putin because God is on the throne and he never trembles. The old saint said, I tremble on the rock, but the rock never trembles beneath me. And we'll have God after this commercial break as well. (laughs) (laughs) When we we come back, though, you know, for those who may be thinking, all right, well, I'm hearing what you're saying is it a sin to 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 not be thankful let's talk about that okay all right on the other side of the break we'll be back and now from our northern command studios back to lifeline with andy froyland and we are back. It's Lifeline and Pastor Phil Howard, our guest, uh, well, our guest host tonight, as uh, we get to do every fourth Friday here on Lifeline on KFAX. Just before the break, we were talking about the fact that, uh, you know, as we as we talk about faithfulness and God's design and the challenge to you who might find yourself under uh, trials that are just too much to bear at times or struggles or or sorrows and you find it hard to be thankful but as you as you listen in tonight you begin to realize well we do have a lot to be thankful for in spite of trials and struggles well you gotta sit there and go okay well no, do i need to repent of all this well maybe but if it is bringing you to the point of understanding something maybe not it, and 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 this is i guess is where i was going phil is god has got shoulders big enough to handle our our weaknesses yes 
And he doesn't hide in Scripture his children who complain. <laughs> no, no. I, I think it's the fact that uh, uh, even, well, let's say if we looked at it culturally, but then let's go to the household of faith. Um, I, I think of murmuring versus thanksgiving. Uh, as I talk to different pastors and different groups that one denomination of conservative Christians, uh, when they lost 55% of their pastors in one year, uh, and the vacancies happened all over, why, why did you leave? Why did you get out of the ministry? We Well, we're tired of orchestrating uh, complaining saints. Uh, they judged us on whether we shut the church down or not during COVID. So you had camps. Uh, they, some said you ought to wear the mask. Others said, I'm not wearing it. Uh, when I'm in California, my relatives uh, get the shot. If I go back east, they don't get the shot. So, and actually, you'd be amazed at how many churches closed over this issue. Uh, was this the book of Romans? Was this prophecy? Was, no. And, and it's not only they disagreed, but the murmur and the chatter and the talk was, uh, uh, are you for Trump or for Biden? Mm. And determining on who you vote for, it's going to determine my fellowship with you. Because <laughs> it's no longer Christ and you and me. But it's your politics, your view on the pandemic. Uh, I mean, all these. And when you've got Facebook and when everybody's an expert on the media right. and they give their opinion, said, how much praise is God getting out of his people? Or are we being swallowed by the cesspool of, I mean, your name is mud in one day. We, politicians, it's dangerous to yeah. be out there because everybody having media, they can trash you in a moment. They can throw a party two blocks from you and get a thousand kids there just by media. You're subject to, to news cycles and they're all 10 speeds. <laughs> <laughs> They'll go fast. They go fast. And so I think we're in a climate of uh, non-gratitude for parents, for the, the nation. Uh, I think I'm a patriot. I don't think I'm a fanatic patriot. Uh, but I believe I've been privileged to be in this country Amen. and have the greatest liberties and the greatest favors. How God has blessed this country without sin, without there's no nation under the sun without that. Right. We've been highly favored yes. anyway. But but it's almost your old school if you're thankful. Oh, oh, you must have lived in a death for time. <laughs> you, you're not up on the, because I need the latest, the latest. No, no, it's a thankless, even parents. Is anybody thankful for their mom and dad? Yeah. See, and so we can all dig a hole for ourselves. I think the big issue for us in the church is, is there anyone thankful for God? <laughs> if every blessing 
comes from above, from the Father of lights, of whom there is no variableness nor shadow of turning. Friend, if you've only got God, you don't have your house, you don't have the marriage, you don't have your kids, and God forbid that you lose any of that. That is not, that is not light on any level. But thank God uh, you don't lose your praise because you haven't lost the object of it. Amen. Right. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. He's still there, enthroned in heaven. Enthroned he has not moved. Heaven. Ever living to make intercession for us. That is true. You know, my wife and I, we meet once a week uh, to go over our budget and see if we could afford food this week. (laughs) And we go over that. And because we've lived in a house and been in this area for me all my life, but uh, when I started Valley, uh, we didn't have enough people to give me a salary. Right. So whatever was given on Sunday, some weeks it'd be $70. Next week it might be 300 I never knew. Right. And uh, couldn't buy a house on that. And I had to have a man in the church who knew the banker to even loan me $50,000 mm. because I, I had no um, financial record. And when we, we look back, and we're saying, how did we pay the kids' education? Uh, how did we pay for this house? Huh? And, and we just look at each other with water standing in our eyes, holding hands and say, God did it. God, God did it. Not slickness, not an inheritance, none of that. Howards don't inherit well. We just keep going. Right. And But God, God bestows well. And I think... If we just measured our own lives, how do you get your folks through? Right. You know, it's so easy to be critical of those before us. And then it's our turn. <laughs> it is always our turn. <laughs> that, that equation never goes out of style. That is, that's just the way of life. Yeah. Uh, we've got uh, one one segment left here. We've still got about two minutes, but um, I think I'd like to spend the rest of our time looking. We've kind of hit and missed on answers to a lot of this, to a lot of the struggles that we face. But I'd like to focus on that as we tend to close out our program this evening. Uh, I want to I want to leave our our listeners with some hope. I think we've done that throughout the program, but uh, I, I really want to leave folks with some encouragement on how to walk through those struggles that we face in life. I, we've, I, I like the fact that you visited um, Job a little bit, Phil. I've, I remember a pastor saying this years ago, and it has always resonated with me. The takeaway on Job is, in one sentence, saving faith is not fragile. It is the most robust thing on, that, that anyone could ever conceive. And I, if we can go there uh, in our next segment here, we're going to take a break. But um, I'd love to come back and just work through the whole issue of thankfulness that we've been talking about these last couple of hours is dependent upon a foundation. foundation. And if that foundation isn't there, then, yeah, it's going to swallow you. It's going to eat you alive. And just think, if you're an atheist, you don't even have anyone to blame it on. 
Yeah. If you at least believe in God, you could blame me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, and with that, we'll take a quick time out and pay some bills around here and uh, come back and talk to you atheists a bit more. <laughs> because you need you need to get away from that stuff. That's, that's bad stuff for you. This is Lifeline with Pastor Phil Howard, our Truth For Today edition. And now from our Northern Command Studios, back to Lifeline with Andy Froyland. And we are back. Lifeline with Pastor Phil Howard, Truth For Today edition. Tonight's topic is all about Thanksgiving. And we trust and pray that uh, we've helped you out a, a little bit, just a wee bit, that um, even in the midst of trials, you still understand that Thanksgiving is a, a possibility. And we trust we've encouraged you toward that road. As we close out our time together, Phil, um, the whole notion of needing a foundation, and we spoke about this just before the, the break in our last segment, uh, if we don't have that foundation, it does make it rather impossible to be thankful in the midst of suffering and trials, doesn't it? Well, it's really when the uh, in humanism today <clears throat> and in the ancient lie, I want to be my own God. When the gods are crumbling, yeah. when the, the life around the god, marriage, finance, home, children, uh, you're, you're crumbling. It's a, your only resource is yourself. And I, I wanted to read what Jeremiah said in Jeremiah 9. Thus says the Lord, let not the wise man boast in his wisdom. He's going to name three areas that we boast. And, and if you're the smartest guy in the room, you can't keep from boasting. And and all of us C students resent you all the more. <laughs> Let not the mighty man boast in his might. Come on, my army, my biceps, my build, I can whip you. Oh, that's a male world. Uh, then let not the rich man, oh, here we go. How much money you make, how much you're worth. Let not the rich man boast in his riches, but let him who boasts, boast in this, that he understands and knows me, that I am the Lord who practices steadfast love, justice and righteousness in the earth for in these things I delight declares the Lord and I guess once you get the picture of uh, God had to take the initiation for me to even know him yes. and that uh, uh, I used to people one time a guy said how did you get in the ministry I said 1 Corinthians 1 24 through 27 and he said, I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. I said, God said, not many wise, not many great, not many strong. And in the Greek, he said, actually, the nothings of zero, mm -hmm. uh, the nothing kind of people have been entrusted with the knowledge of God so that no flesh may boast in his presence. God hates in man what brought the fall of man, right. and that's pride, right. self. Uh, one man, uh, a dear friend of mine, he uh, was asked, 
uh, how he did so well. And uh, he mistakenly said, hey, I built this company. And someone else mentioned, well, what about God? Well, you know, God's there, but I it wasn't long after that till bankruptcy hit him. And uh, I tell you, being thankful, uh, I was telling my wife, I started this local church, and I said, you know what, honey? By the time we had 100 people, I was the happiest man on the earth. I said, because I never had an ambition to be big. I never had an ambition. To, I just wanted to preach, pray, and get along. <laughs> preach, pray, get along. Love God's people. Love sinners. Uh, and I think that uh, when you give God praise, it takes such a weight off of you when you won't take the credit for good things. I'll take the blame for bad preaching. <laughs> for bad this and that I'm not all I think it should be but to know that God I've made a promise and covenant you'll get the credit if anything good happens because everything good comes from you Amen. and thank God you don't even remember my faults because you have a way of covering them uh, my critics know all of them <laughs> but not my God they always know all of our faults, don't they? That's that's what they capitalize on. You know, um, it is about knowing God. And uh, if somebody is listening to us tonight, uh, going through trials, wanting to know about this God, what do you say to them? No, no one will ever find a greater friend in heartache than God. And the proof of it is, God said, I'm too removed from it, so I'm going to incarnate myself in the Son, and I'm going to let him know what rejection is. I'll let him be cursed. You know, if you call me when I was a kid, if you call me an SOB, or if you call me any name that inferred my mother, I'm telling you, as long as I could whip your booty, I was going to hit you. Because I took it personal when you talked about my mother. And I like today, and all this vile language, no, that little short woman was not what they were calling me. No, no. And God said, I'll let my son be called every dirty name there is in Palestine. And... I won't spare him anything. And dear friend, he has tasted of your distress, your iniquity. God has laid on him the sorrow for your sin. If you lived in on a bottle during these holidays to drown your problems, he, he tasted all of your waywardness, loneliness. You need a friend that you can never lose. You need a husband. He told Israel, I'll husband you. I'll husband you. And, and he doesn't file for divorce. <laughs> he said, I'll be with you. And we would just say to you, dear, dear friend, uh, you're not so bad that grace won't welcome you home. Amen. You, you don't have any problem. I love an old song. Uh, it, it, the title of it was, Come Ye Disconsolate. 
And the chorus of it says, Earth has no sorrow that heaven cannot heal. (laughs) And I would say this to you. You don't have... My mother, give an example. uh, When she lost her second child, she had a nervous breakdown. Women were knocking on the doors, having a little woman's Bible study on the block. My mother is about 23 and buried two boys. And uh, these women invited her. One time they came, she was screaming so much out of her head that the caregiver said, you can see this woman can't talk. So they came around later, months later, where she was getting her sanity back. And uh, uh, she said, this time I said, I'll come to the study she went to it. It was, this is in the 20s. It was dying day and the big tubs for washing clothes. And the women had their tubs on sawhorses in the home, leading a little Bible study. And my mother would tell me, said, son, my altar, my altar was a sawhorse, mm-hmm. whereas a brokenhearted mother, mm-hmm. I knelt. And Jesus came into my heart and began to heal me. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you, if you're desperate, you've got the right God. Yes. The God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ came for a desperate race who quit giving him thanks, quit acknowledging him. And in the midst of it, we staggered like drunk men through the fog. We couldn't find our way. Come to Christ. Come to Christ, call on the name of the Lord, and he will save you and give you a new life. Amen. If you'd like to know more, if you'd like to discourse or talk to somebody about this, uh, we are always available on our website through email, truthfortodayradio.org. And the phone number is 855-833-9864. We are out of time. Here on this edition of Lifeline, I want to I want to thank you for spending time with us, and tr- we trust and pray that uh, uh, this time has encouraged you, especially as we try to understand what we celebrated yesterday. It's it's more than turkey and a cornucopia. It, um, it it's it's a it's a relationship with a with a heavenly Father will never leave you nor forsake you. Never leave you or forsake you. And that's what we've been talking about. Thank you again for joining us, Pastor Phil, Chuck, and uh, man, it's just been a joy this evening. We'll continue our conversations about Jesus. Until then. Opinions expressed in the preceding program do not necessarily represent the views of the ownership, staff, or management of KFAX. Copyright Salem Communications, all rights reserved. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.